Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. A Kansas City dynasty. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Nicole Murray on this Monday, February 12th. Glad you could join us. Here's what we have for you this hour. The Chiefs rallied to beat the 49ers in overtime in Super Bowl 58, their second straight title and third in five years. Overseas, Israel rescued two hostages under the cover of airstrikes earlier today in southern Gaza. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is back in the hospital for what's described as an emergency bladder issue. And overcoming that feeling of forgetting something when you travel. I spoke to some experts who have said that this is really normal, whether you travel all the time or whether you're just a once a year traveler. You know, traveling puts you out of your routine. There are a lot of moving parts in any trip to keep track of, and so it's really common for people to feel a little off balance when they're in the airport. Zach Wichter at USA Today on remembering things like wallet, keys, phone charger, and deodorant. The Israeli military earlier today rescued two hostages in a heavily guarded apartment in the southern Gaza Strip. Palestinian health officials say the operation during a series of strikes killed at least five dozen Palestinians, including women and children. The raid was celebrated in Israel, which has been seeking the release of more than 100 captives held by Hamas and other militant groups. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu took his message directly to American voters in two television interviews yesterday, arguing that Israel must pursue Hamas in the southern Gaza city of Rafah until the militant group is destroyed. Victory is within reach. It has to be understood. And victory will be the best thing that will happen, not only for Israel, but for the Palestinians themselves. I can't see a future for the Palestinians or for peace in the Middle East if Hamas is victorious. Netanyahu appeared on ABC News and Fox News, arguing the Biden administration's calls for Israel not to send its military into Rafah amount to a Hamas victory. In a rare Sunday session, the Senate edged closer to passing a $95 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, showing bipartisan efforts despite opposition from Republican hardliners and Donald Trump. The upper chamber, led by Democrats, voted 67 to 27 to clear the latest procedural hurdle and move the foreign aid measure toward an ultimate vote on passage in the coming days. Among the supporters, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. The question facing this body are quite simple. Will we give those who wish us harm more reason to question our resolve, or will we recommit to exercising American strength? A total of 18 Republicans backed the legislation after Trump, the leading GOP White House candidate, criticized the bill by saying the foreign aid should take the form of a loan. Trump also is now saying he would encourage aggression against NATO allies who do not pay their dues to the alliance. The next Senate action, by the way, is expected tonight, but... Senate passage would send the bill onto the Republican-controlled House, where it faces an uncertain future. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is back in the hospital, his second stay this year following a surgery he had for prostate cancer in December. We get more from this morning's Mike Gavin. Austin, who's 70, was taken by his security detail yesterday afternoon to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center for what Pentagon officials described as an emergent bladder issue that was thought to be related to the surgery he had two months ago. You'll recall his previous hospitalizations in December and a subsequent stay in January were initially kept secret from the public and even the president, sparking controversy over who was in charge. The Pentagon says his authorities have been transferred to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. 
Gordon. Thank you, Mike. The decision by Austin, a retired four-star Army general, to share his medical situation in December with only a small handful of people led to an investigation. Last week, Pentagon officials said an internal review was complete, but a public summary of the probe has yet to be released. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Blocking out the noise and bringing you the facts. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Welcome into Monday. President Biden may be defending his cognitive abilities and memory in the wake of a special counsel report that offered a scathing assessment of his recollection of key elements of his life in the classified documents probe, but it appears further damage has been done to his reputation. What's his way out? Here's Alex Gangitano, White House reporter at The Hill. Alex, set this up. So even before the president announced his re-election campaign, that was back in April, there were questions over, should he run again? Is he too old to run again? Even Democrats were bringing up those kinds of questions of, you know, he'll be 86 at the end of his second term. Uh, Then he announced he'd run again. People kind of quieted down a little bit. Republicans, though, continue to use his age as a, you know, political sticking point for him. Uh, It is fair game. He's the oldest president in in U.S. history at 81 years old. Um, So then when this report came out, which did clear him of any, you know, wrongdoing in his handling of uh, classified documents, there were multiple times that Robert Hers, the special counsel, brought up his memory. He the the line that stuck out to everybody was uh, her called him a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, uh, which is pretty tough to hear uh, when you're president of the United States. Um, there were a couple other, uh, there were numerous other mentions of his memory. Um, they even brought up that he couldn't remember when he was vice president when they were interviewing um, him for, for this uh, uh, investigation into the classified documents and couldn't remember the time when his son, uh, the date of the death of his son, Bo Biden. That really struck a nerve with the president because he defended that and said, that's ridiculous. How dare they use that against me? But um, either way, this is bringing up things that people have long time said, you know, that he's too old. Maybe his memory is not there. And this is putting things even more in the spotlight. I almost get the sense that the campaign would have preferred that um, he was, you know, in some way convicted of mishandling the documents and left out the part about him you know, being elderly with a poor memory. (laughs) That's right. You know, this really overshadowed the fact that he was, um, uh, that he was innocent in this basically, because now everybody's just focused on this poor memory part of the document. You know, he, um, uh, they declined to bring up charges. He did, you know, willfully retain these documents. Um, it was sloppy. You know, he shouldn't have had them at his home in Wilmington or his office in Washington, but there won't be any charges against him. But the stark assessment about his memory and his abilities to recall information is what's sticking yeah. for people. So you're right. If there was something other wrongdoing that, that they could have pointed to that would have distracted from this point, 
Um, maybe the campaign would have preferred that. We're speaking with Alex Gangitano, White House reporter at The Hill. Her story is called Biden Angrily Defends Memory and Age in Contentious Press Conference. What does he do now? How does he overcome this? Are, are advisors or campaign staffers offering a way out? Yeah, so I've been talking to uh, strategists throughout the last you know few days about uh, what does he do about this report? Uh, how does he bounce back from this? Um, because again, it just puts his age even more in the spotlight. We're going to be talking about this for weeks um, about how his memory is not there. Every time he slips up and calls, you know, a foreign leader the wrong name, which he tends to do, um, this is just all going to circle back and haunt him. Um, so I think one thing that we've seen the White House try to lean into focusing on is that um, his handling of classified documents was cooperative or when they started investigating it, he cooperated. He sat down for interviews. He handed over documents when he could. And former President Trump did not do that. They had to go get the documents from him. So they're really trying to hone in on that point of, of um you know, the the former president was shady in his handling and Biden was cooperative. Um, another thing that they're trying to kind of talk their way out of this with is um, that the times that when the president was interviewed for this, it was October 8th, October 9th. Obviously, October 7th was a huge day internationally when Israel was attacked. And so right. um, Biden's trying to say, I was obviously very distracted with with foreign policy issues, but I still sat down spent several hours and um, yes, I might have slipped up a couple times because a lot was going on. Um, so far from the campaign, we haven't heard much. I think another tactic that they might try here is just try to let it uh, get swept under the rug. Thanks, Alex. Alex Gangitano, White House reporter at The Hill. By the way, there's new polling about the age of our leading presidential contenders. ABC News Ipsos finds 86 percent think the 81 year old Biden is too old for a second term. 62% think that of the 77-year-old Trump. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Nicole Murray. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The Senate advanced the nearly $96 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan yesterday. The agreement was stripped of stricter border provisions last week after conservatives rejected the bipartisan deal. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Ukraine is dangerously low on supply, including ammo and air defenses. If America doesn't assist Ukraine, Putin is all too likely to succeed. Two procedural votes are set for the revised funding deal later today. Number two. Off-duty officers shot and killed a woman who claimed she had a bomb and opened fire at a Texas megachurch yesterday. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner. She was armed with a long rifle and a trench coat with a backpack, accompanied by a small child, approximately four to five years old. Uh, once she entered, uh, at some point she began to fire. She was also accompanied by a young child who was hit during the shooting and is in critical condition. Law enforcement has not shared details regarding the possible motive. Number three. The Pentagon announced Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has transferred his duties after returning to the hospital yesterday for an emergent black issue. Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks has assumed the responsibilities. This is Austin's second hospitalization since undergoing a procedure to treat his prostate cancer on December 22nd. 
A Buddhist temple in Brooklyn was robbed by a trio of armed men yesterday afternoon. The New York City Police Department says three masked suspects held four monks at gunpoint while the thieves ransacked the temple, stealing cash and a donation box. The suspects remain at large. The monks were not injured. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in overtime at Super Bowl 58. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the big win. I hope people remember not only the greatness that we have on the field, but the way that we, we've done it. I mean, I, I feel like we, we enjoy it every single day. We have fun. We play hard. Um, and it's not always pretty, but we just continue to fight to the very end. The Chiefs are now the first back-to-back Super Bowl champions in 19 years. Very good. All right, thank you, Nicole. Getting older used to mean losing strength, maybe losing stamina in the office or bedroom. Hey guys, it's Gordon Deal, excited to share that Nugenics Total Tea is helping me and guys everywhere crush the stigmas of age. For me, that afternoon energy drop? No longer. Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster will help you re-energize your life. Try Nugenics Total Tea for free before you buy. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231231 and enter keyword Gordon. Nugenics Total Tea is backed by years of science to safely maximize your free and total testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231231 and enter the keyword Gordon. Text now and you'll also get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the most powerful fat incinerator ever. Text 231231 and enter keyword Gordon. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Number one, doctor recommended brand by primary care physicians based on independent survey. Thanks for being with us. How many times do you check for your essentials before you fly? Passport, wallet, phone, etc. Experts say it's normal to feel a little discombobulated when traveling, but there are some pretty easy ways to alleviate at least some of that stress. More from Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. Zach, help us out. My kind of go-to fear when I'm flying is that my, I've like forgotten my house keys or they've slipped out of my bag somehow when I'm going through security or if I'm traveling internationally that I forgot my passport or again that it may have slipped out of my bag somewhere along the line. So I'm constantly checking to see that I have those necessities with me. And I spoke to some experts who have said that this is really normal whether you travel all the time or whether you're just a once a year traveler. You know, traveling puts you out of your routine. There are a lot of moving parts in any trip to keep track of. And so it's really common for people to feel a little off balance when they're in the airport uh, and to feel like they're forgetting something, even if they're not. Okay, so I I make a list. Um, I mean, even basics like underwear, uh, you know, (laughs) charger, like those types of things. But you don't. Right. So what you're saying, making a list, that's actually a really common thing to do, and it's really good advice for a lot of people. I mean, again, the experts that I spoke to said that making a list, having that checklist, being able to kind of check everything off is a good way to make yourself kind of feel better uh, and know that you have packed everything. For me personally, I've just never in kind of any avenue of my life been a big checklist person, but that doesn't mean I don't have my routine to make sure that I'm kind of, you know, getting getting everything where it needs to be and getting in the right headspace. I have kind of like a packing routine, a a certain order that I do stuff in, sort of a way that I like to pack things. 
And so that helps me feel like I'm in the right headspace, that I know what I'm doing, everything is where it needs to be. Speaking with Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today, his piece is called Why You Feel Like You're Forgetting Something Whenever You Travel. I too, in one of those, uh, I feel like, all right, if I've got my wallet, my phone, my license and or passport, everything else I can probably purchase. If I forget yeah. underwear, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrush, uh, those types of things, I probably can pick it up somewhere. Definitely. So it's those necessities that you just mentioned, your wallet, your passport, maybe your house keys, that kind of thing, that uh, can really throw a wrench in your trip. You know, if you're, especially if you're traveling somewhere internationally, you really want to make sure that your passport is on your person or as close and accessible to you as possible at all times. Actually, really, I'm like still kind of panicking about this, even though it worked out fine. A couple of weeks ago, I took an international trip and I had my passport in my carry-on bag. Uh, and then one of the planes that I was on was too small for the carry-on bag to fit. Ooh. And so it had to get gate checked and I sort of forgot that my passport was in there. And then I got to my seat and I was like, oh man, I just put my passport in the belly of the plane. I hope that this bag <laughs> made it onto the plane. And fortunately it did, but like, that was really a moment of panic for me that I sort of let both my passport and my house keys out of my sight and into a different area of the plane. Thanks, Zach. Zach Wichter, travel columnist at USA Today. If you still have landline phone service, you may have noticed that your monthly bills have been skyrocketing. That's because the FCC no longer regulates copper lines and phone companies are jacking up the price of their service. UMA is an internet home phone service that lets you keep enjoying the safety and peace of mind of a home phone without paying an arm and a leg. In fact, with a one-time purchase of the UMA Tello, you get internet home phone service for free. All you pay are applicable taxes and fees. Unlike mobile phones, UMA has address-based 911, so dispatchers will know exactly where to find you in an emergency. In the event you call 911, UMA can send a text alert to loved ones. UMA even includes a free mobile app so you can take your home number on the go. And don't worry, you can keep your home phone number for a one-time fee or get a new one for free. Setup is easy. It takes less than 10 minutes. Stop paying too much for home phone service. Visit UMA.com slash GordonDeal today to get a special discount that's o-o-m-a dot com slash gordon deal the news without the nonsense you're listening to america's first news this morning with gordon deal thanks for being with us welcome into monday february 12 gordon deal nicole murray some of our top stories and headlines kansas city rallied to beat san francisco in overtime to win super bowl 58 patrick mahomes the mvp defense secretary lloyd austin back in the hospital israel frees two hostages in southern gaza under the cover of airstrikes beyonce super bowl ad hinted at new music with a country flair the party atmosphere <clears throat> excuse me at the phoenix open got to some golfers some expressing their frustration vocally. Nick Taylor won the event in a playoff, and volunteers build a new home for the family of a fallen soldier. We'll have that story in about 20 minutes. American spending boosted the overall economy at the end of last year, but new data show that many people struggled to pay off those purchases. In-depth analysis from Megan Lenhart, senior economic reporter at Barron's. Megan, give us the latest. Well, I think we're coming off of our fourth quarter of 2023 data that we're looking at right here. 
And, you know, it's a quarter where Americans spend, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we've got the holiday spending, we've got all the travel to see family and friends around that time of year. So it's not surprising that we did see an uptick in the overall amount that consumers are spending and putting on things like credit cards and, of course, taking out loans for, you know, those new home purchases, of course, you know, the new car purchases as well. This is something that we sort of expected to see. I think that the um, the real bottom line here is that everything was sort of in line with expectations. Uh, we certainly saw that, you know, on a whole, uh, total household debt climbed about 1.2% in the fourth quarter. So we now have about $17.5 trillion. That sounds like a big number. It is a big number. But when we start you know, digging under the hood, it's, it's about on pace to what we would expect. I do think, though, what we were very much looking at this quarter was things like delinquencies yeah. and overdue bills. And that was something that econ um, economists as well as personal finance folks were really concerned that we were going to see a huge spike in this. Okay, so where are we, I guess, perspective-wise from a delinquency standpoint? From a delinquency standpoint, we are not in a great place, but not in the worst place we could be either. So when we're looking at things like credit cards and auto loan debt, we are sort of seeing a, a really kind of alarming trend in that new delinquencies, we're talking those that are just about a month overdue, are ticking up, and they are ticking up at a, at a pretty fast clip these days. And that could signal some weakness on the household balance sheet front. But overall, we're actually sort of seeing that despite the uptick, the recent uptick in those sort of new delinquencies, overall delinquency levels are actually remain below pre-pandemic levels. And that's due to a couple different reasons. We're still not seeing student loan delinquencies. Those actually won't be reported for a couple quarters yet. And we're also seeing that mortgage overdue payments, folks that are falling behind on their mortgage payments, are actually at historic lows at the moment. So both of those good news sort of ballast are keeping you know some of the, the auto and the credit card delinquency rates kind of more in line with what we'd like to see. We're speaking with Megan Lenhart, senior economics reporter at Barron's. Her story is called Overdue Bills Mount for Americans as Household Debt Piles Up. How much of this, by the way, is tied back to inflation, kind of squeezing the family budget? A lot of it is tied back to inflation, but more so, especially when it comes to auto loans, you know, we are seeing that higher car prices mean bigger loans, and that sometimes means that folks do struggle with that. Now, on the credit card side, credit card interest rates are extraordinarily high, but you have to keep in mind that for the average consumer, really what they're seeing is that rate only goes up a couple bucks, you know, maybe on a monthly basis when it comes to your monthly payment. So I don't think like when we're looking at this from sort of the, the mental math part of the equation, that that's really weighing on things, uh, you know, in a, in a huge way at the moment. But, you know, certainly auto loans, you know, certainly mortgages, when we see home prices going up, you have a bigger mortgage. We have, um, obviously, we did see a little bit of a downtick in um, home sales the last couple months of last year. Mm -hmm. Those are actually, you know, a bit back up now that mortgage rates have actually fallen a bit. You touched on student loan repayments before. Um, and what, those delinquencies are not being reported 
Could that be a problem when we start seeing those numbers, given the other issues that are happening here? It could definitely be a headwind. Student loans are something that, you know, we've certainly seen folks get into trouble with in the past. However, we do have to keep in mind that, you know, that pandemic pause did help a lot of Americans. You know, many did take advantage of that opportunity to pay down the principal. We also saw through that course, a lot of forgiveness plans and programs that went into place. Obviously, the big one kind of fell apart. But when it comes to, you know, some of those other things, folks did actually see their student loan debt decline over the course of the pandemic. Thanks, Megan. Megan Lenhart, senior economics reporter at Barron's. Coming up next, the mic drop. Make this the year you kick a bad habit. Ever tried and failed? Yeah, me too. Here's a new strategy. Try fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I have one. It's really cool. Fume is a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your nasty habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, helpful for de-stressing. Visit tryfume.com morning. That's F-U-M, fume. Try the journey pack at tryfume.com. Dot com slash morning. Fume is giving listeners 10% off when they use my code morning to start the good habit. Tryfume.com slash morning. Plus, Fume's just released a magnetic stand for your fume, so there's no more losing it around the house. It's built with fidgeting in mind. You can spin your fume around on it. Tryfume.com slash morning. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome into Super Bowl Monday. It's time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, besides the game, there were plenty of side stories attached to Super Bowl 58, and many of them didn't even involve Taylor Swift. Let's start with two big curses that were no match for Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs fans were getting nervous this week when rap star Drake bet more than a million dollars on their team to win. Writing on social media that he quote can't bet against the Swifties problem is an endorsement from Drake is a well-known jinx affecting everyone from college football teams to hockey teams to boxers and UFC fighters and for a while it looked like the curse might prevail but then Mahomes and the Chiefs did what they do coming back to win in overtime making Drake a million dollar winner in other jinx news remember that guy on Reddit we talked about last week who picked the wrong Super Bowl winner for 16 straight years well his curse is also now broken as he also picked the Chiefs to win the game. As did you and I yes. in our analysis last week. Did. I was I was definitely mm-hmm. thinking the Chiefs, at least, again, the very least going to keep it close, which they definitely yep. did. And when they were behind, almost like no one seems to even care at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, they're behind. They're always behind. They're going to win. It's no big deal. Championship DNA. Yes. They figure out a way <laughs> to do it. That is what By they the way, uh, reversing these types of jinxes, mm-hmm. Drake and then the betting guy yeah, on Reddit, yeah. by discussing it out loud, that right. sometimes works. Oh, okay. I th- yeah. So by making it as public as possible, yes. which they both have, yeah. they're not really shying away from I mean, J- Drake put up a million dollars for Pete's sake. So, uh, yeah, putting being as public as possible about it, owning up to it, yeah. that's a way to maybe turn the tide, do you think? Uh, yes. It's, it's like playing in golf. You know, we play golf. You're like, uh, this round's going to be horrible. I'm going to be – I just know I'm going to be terrible today. Yeah. Then you play okay. Like, 
Sometimes yeah. discussing it publicly helps. All right, that's yeah, just good. A, just a little thing, you know. <laughs> can that help the Mets in some way? Can can we can, or the Jets? I mean, uh, what, what can we do? How, how can just, we make this work? Let's just say there are exceptions. Okay, Mike, there <laughs> yeah. are exceptions here. Okay, and NFL great J.J. Watt is no stranger to the spotlight, but the future Hall of Famer got a lesson in the difference between fame on the field and the spotlight on TV during yesterday's game. Watt, who is now a member of CBS's studio crew, apparently decided that the Super Bowl was the place to debut a new but also very retro hairstyle. Watt was on set during the halftime show and viewers took notice of his new 90s looking spiky gel look. The mocking was both swift and harsh from social media. Users said Watt must have thought it was 1994, not 2024. One user joked that Watt looked like the mayhem character that causes accidents in the Allstate commercials. Others said that he bore a striking resemblance to spiky-haired chef Guy Fieri or one of the Backstreet Boys. Watt responded on social media, writing, You ever switch up your hair and wonder if anyone will notice? They notice. You know, when you got like a hundred million people yeah. watching you, they're definitely going to notice. Yeah, I noticed that uh, immediately. Yeah, for, for whatever reason. I didn't I, pick up on it at the time, yeah. but then when you see the pictures, you're like, "What? What yeah. was he thinking there?" Yeah, it's got a little '90s thing to it for sure. <laughs> so JJ Watt, you can do it. Right. Well, sure, he can pull yep. it off. By the way, how about Taylor Swift chugging the beer? Uh, that was a, that was yeah. good too. She's one of us, as, yeah, as, I mean, as, a, as a headline screamed. It was a little overplayed, and you know, and, yeah. and I guess her her race against whoever was sitting next to her—I didn't know who that was—but whoever was sitting next to her, they kind of had a little chugging race there. But she okay. got a couple seconds head start. It looked like so, mm-hmm. even though she won and kind of slammed down her cup, it uh, you know she kind of cheated a tad on that okay. one. Okay, I think uh, my favorite moment might have been um, Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid. Oh well, yeah. Expressing his frustration right. during the course of the game, and it's no to them, it's no big deal. I even know. afterwards, like to yeah. read, Reed laughed it off. Yeah. Kelsey laughed it off. Like whatever. This is what we do. Right. This, yeah. is how, this is how we operate. It's, it's not uncommon for that yeah, to happen yeah. on most teams. <laughs> I'm sure in the heat of the moment. Yes. yes. Of the emotional game that is football. Yep. Thank you, Mike. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, they provide real-time product availability online and have sourcing specialists who can help you track down hard-to-find items. And their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The information you need and the truth you demand. Start your day with America's First News. This morning with Gordon Deal. Hey, welcome aboard. For many Americans, Super Bowl Sunday is a big night for parties, right? Sometimes drinking a little too much. The aftermath can hit hard this morning, leaving many with what's commonly known as the Super Bowl hangover. Fox News put together tips to make your Monday morning easier. Number one, drink water or fluids. Water, sports drinks, and electrolyte-rich beverages can help replenish the fluids lost during festivities. Number two, consider balanced nutrition. Opt for foods that are easy on the stomach like whole grains, lean proteins, and fruits. Eggs contain an important amino acid. Number three, take your vitamins. A study from the Netherlands finds people with lowered levels of vitamin B23 and zinc suffer more severe hangovers. Number four, exercise gently. A short walk or light stretching can help boost your circulation and alleviate muscle tension. Number five, rest and recover. If possible, take short naps or allocate time for a good night's sleep tonight. And number six, over-the-counter pain relievers and antacids can also help. Eight minutes in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Nicole Murray. 
And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel must pursue Hamas in the southern Gaza city, Rafah, until the militant group is destroyed. Netanyahu on ABC. Victory is within reach. It has to be understood. And victory will be the best thing that will happen, not only for Israel, but for the Palestinians themselves. I can't see a future for the Palestinians or for peace in the Middle East if Hamas is victorious. Meanwhile, the Israeli military rescued two hostages in Rafah early this morning who were captured in Hamas's October 7th attack. Israeli officials say the operation occurred amid heavy airstrikes airstrikes and killed 67 Palestinians. Number two. Former President Donald Trump is facing backlash after saying he would not protect NATO members from a future Russian attack if they do not contribute to the defense alliance. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley in response. Don't take the side of someone who has gone in and invaded a country and half a million people have died or been wounded because of Putin. Don't take the side of someone who continues to lie. I dealt with Russia every day. The last thing we ever want to do is side with Russia. The White House says these remarks put American soldiers at an increased risk and has referred to these remarks as appalling. Number three. President Biden posted a video to X yesterday calling out corporate snack companies for shrinkflation this Super Bowl season. Shrink shrinkflation is the cost-saving practice where businesses offer less product without reducing their prices. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. Biden did not call out specific companies by name, but products from Doritos, Wheat Thins, and Gatorade were on display in the video. An Oklahoma judge has agreed to step down after she was caught texting from the bench. The judge sent hundreds of messages while overseeing a murder trial and the killing of a two-year-old boy. Texts include messages that mocked prosecutors and were sprinkled with emojis. She has agreed to not seek judicial office again in the state. All right. Thank you, Nicole. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Glad you're with us. 14 years after the death of an Army sergeant in Iraq, his widow and children walked into a brand new house in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, gifted to them in honor of his memory. The Hero Home Number 27 was built through Operation Coming Home, a mission to help injured troops and families of fallen service members, and is located in Fuquay, Barina. Staff Sergeant Wantrea Bradley is survived by Ava and two children who moved into the new house in January. Goodnewsnetwork.org says singing and ceremony plus tears and tributes filled the spacious front lawn before Ms. Bradley was handed the keys. Volunteers from Garmin Homes organized to build the house, but all kinds of local and national businesses donated components like windows and air conditioning to furnish the home and ensure Ms. Bradley and her kids are comfortable. In a statement, Garmin Homes says, when our business and values align, we get to do something meaningful and powerful with the best people we know for a hero we never got to meet. That'll do it for this hour. For Nicole Murray and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.